Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Friday edition of Bobcat Radio. Not only is it the Friday edition, but it's the last edition of Bobcat Radio for the spring 2023 semester and my final Bobcat Radio ever, unless, you know, of course, somebody brings me on as a I guess, an interview one day or something like that, but but it will be my last one ever. This is Kyle Owen, your host as well as producer. Alongside with me is J.P. Flanagan. It is the 5th of May, Cinco de Mayo, as y'all may know it, and uh, we got a good show for y'all coming up. I got a lot to cover as well, and uh, including some Texas State softball, NBA playoffs. You know things are getting down to the wire in there, but before we get to all that, let's throw it to J.P. for a word from our sponsor. Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio, located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos. Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. So like I said, we've got a lot of things to get covered on today, but we're going to get things kicked off with the Texas State softball team. Texas State softball team 32 and 21 and 1 on the season 12, 8 and 1 in Sunbelt Conference play. It is their final home series of the season before they go to the Sunbelt Conference tournament. That one will be hosted by the University of Louisiana. And a little bit of a news update for you guys came out yesterday. Texas State softball will be hosting the 2024 for Sunbelt Conference Tournament right here in San Marcos at Bobcat Softball Complex and uh, should be the last time they should host before getting that brand new facility. A lot of donations coming in recently and uh, looking forward to that. They're going to add some bleachers out into left field for the baseball stadium and the softball and baseball team will finally have locker rooms on their sites. They won't have to walk across the street from Strahan anymore. They'll have plenty of weight facilities and batting cages and everything that you could need to be an athlete here at Texas State if you're playing softball or baseball. So huge things coming for these uh, for these uh, diamond sport teams and uh, great things coming along the way. But uh, as the season comes down to the wire for the or uh, for the softball team yesterday, they uh, played their they started their last series here at home in the last series before the Sunbelt Conference Tournament against JMU. James Madison yesterday was held shut out only one hit against Jessica Mullins on the mound and a two nothing victory for the Bobcats last night to start the series one and oh against James Madison and just a great start overall for for this team and and uh, and and the pitching just shutting down JMU there on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, going into your last series of the season, your last three games, I mean, this is exactly what you wanted to see. I mean, Jessica Mullins just didn't lose a beat, getting six strikeouts when, when she started her day. And then Sarah Vanniford really just not cooling off and, you know, remaining the strong force on this team on the hitting end. And this is exactly what you want to see going into Sunbelt tournament. And just want to shout out the Sunbelt for recognizing San Marcos as being, you know, the spot for this tournament because San Marcos brings something that other places don't bring. And that's the great atmosphere and then the student section and 
And, you know, I'm just glad the Sun Belt is putting recognition to that as we head into these last two games here. Um, and it should be exciting because obviously all these teams have admirations for the Sun Belt. You know, a lot of things can happen, you know, as we get closer to the end here. But I mean, if, if you can knock out, a, you know, a JMU team and, you know, take advantage of these opportunities to get warm before the Sun Belt tournament, I mean, you're going to be looking in a good spot heading into it. So hopefully that this momentum keeps building as we head forward. Yeah, and this is an important series because if Texas State does drop the next two games, they will drop a seed spot uh, and end up being tied with James Madison in the Sunbelt Conference standings. I think that they will have the edge on it just because um, they'll have actually they have the tie but James Madison would be 14 and 10 Texas State would be 12 10 and 1 so James Madison would jump up into the five seed if they were to get out of this uh out of San Marcos with a series win after dropping game one but Texas State if they go ahead and win two games Troy could lose one and they can move themselves up into either fifth or, or fourth or third place depending on how Marshall does as well this weekend so seeding implications in this series this weekend and yesterday, just an overall win. And James Madison, they're no sleeper. 27 and 17 on the season. They're 12 and 10 in the Sun Belt. Just mentioned that. Um, but a, a great game yesterday. Just mentioned Jessica Mullen. She's 19 and 9 on the season, but only one hit against James Madison and uh, just a great job by the Bobcats to be able to put up runs one in the second one in the sixth to kind of seal the deal there and we're able to go home without playing that final half of the seventh inning um, but just overall uh, the Bobcats you know they're trying to find their footing and get some momentum going into the Sunbelt Conference Tournament JJ Smith she got the RBI RBIs on both the runs yesterday JJ Smith singled into center field uh, with an RBI and scored Kat Zerate or Zerati from second and then JJ Smith another single into left field an RBI that scored Anna, Anna Jones to get that one to two to nothing on the day and the only uh, the only JMU player with a hit on the day Jasmine Hall she was one for two on the day and everybody else over so what a great job there by jessica mullins to shut down james madison and uh just in time for sunbelt conference tournament time but speaking of tournaments and diamond sport tournaments san marcus high school baseball they just came off of a district championships 27 6a district champs 13 and 2 in district only lost two games which is so impressive especially for baseball you play these teams so many times they get used to you and to be able to knock off those teams 13 times they were 23 9 and 2 on the overall season and uh, they're just coming off a first round playoff win against Churchill it is a best two out of three they were down yesterday two to nothing going into the top of the seventh inning and if you know anything about high school baseball um, you do know that there are only seven innings just like softball college softball there are only seven innings that are played they don't go the full nine and uh san marcus the rattlers they had one opportunity to get back into the game and guess what they did they dropped eight runs on san antonio or on the uh san antonio churchill on san antonio churchill they're the cougars i think something I like that they're yeah. gold and i know they're gold but i've been there for a wrestling tournament before but uh not quite sure on that one but San Antonio Churchill uh, today again at five o'clock they will move on to the second round either play Lake Travis or Round Rock Westwood the 
Uh, Lake Travis Cavaliers, they're the runner up in that Lake Travis and uh, Westlake district right there. And then when you move over to the Round Rock district, another competitive district, Round Rock went undefeated in that one, won that district. Um, But Westwood, they are the third place team in that one. And right now, Lake Travis holds a one to nothing lead over Westwood in the series. Yeah, excuse me. It's the Winston Churchill Chargers. I guess I should have known that one, Baker San Antonio. But I mean, that's always a big school, you know, to play in. I mean, everyone in San Antonio knows of Churchill, you know, one of the very few six day schools that you know San Antonio has to offer but I mean it was very important for San Marcos to get that first one you know kind of get the jitters out of the way you're not really so relying on this second game as much I mean you'd like to get the job done in two I mean I'm pretty sure coach is probably emphasizing that as well but I mean you know you got kind of got the feel for them you, you know you went into the game got it to um got into a two lead hold or two a hold there and then we're able to finish it off in that seventh inning ideally you know you don't do that again you don't repeat that exact like storyline again but I mean yeah I mean great that they got the first one and that they're able to kind of you know play their game heading into the second game yeah, and and San Marcus just a great job in athletics overall this season football team went to playoffs basketball team they were I mean absolutely dominant won the district champ and then it's baseball as well district champions so uh, just an overall shout out for the Rattlers as they have done a great great job here in 2023 in supporting their athletics and just absolutely dominating the competition all around and uh, will continue to do so hopefully throughout the next couple of years so San Marcos High School Baseball on its way uh, with one more win to the second round of the 6A Division 2 tournament so uh, but we're going to go ahead take a quick break but on the other side of it we got some more stuff to cover a lot of stuff to cover in the second half so don't go anywhere you're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9 give me one second I'm going to keep this on here as we move on to, uh, you know, we, we were going to talk about it a little later, but the NHL and AHL playoffs are going on right now for hockey as the NHL Dallas Stars and the Texas Stars of the AHLs are a part of both tournaments and both teams have moved on to the second round. The Dallas Stars, they are just they're in a series right now with the Seattle Kraken. They are one and one on that series, and uh, it's been a great one so far. I don't know if you've been looking at that series at all, but the Dallas Stars. I mean, they they came out in game one. Just they came out shooting. They were they were up in that series and then fell behind there late and ended up falling to the Kraken. Um, and then at home once more for the second game of the of the series they were able to come back and win that one yeah i mean it's nice to see that the state of texas is you know getting amped about hockey and that everyone's supporting their team right now and it's a very exciting series because i know this kraken team is relatively new and getting to see that franchise really turn their you know their organization around and the city of seattle really grasped that team that they have out there now it's awesome to see i mean and i mean if they keep this up the city of seattle you know they might be seeing and uh, you know future endeavors in nfl or nhl or nba i mean so i mean good for the city of Seattle and just a great series all around I think that the Dallas Stars after looking at the last game they're probably in the driver's seat headed forward but you know anything can happen in hockey um, you lose one player anything can happen so I mean you're excited what, what it looks like going forward though yeah, so just mentioned the Dallas Stars. We'll hit on the uh, Texas. I'll hit. I'll hit on the Texas Stars a little bit when we come back. Um, but don't go anywhere. Like I said, got a lot more to cover. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW eighty nine nine. 
And welcome back to Bobcat Radio, the final Bobcat Radio of the spring 2023 semester and my final ever. This is Kyle Owen, your host and producer, joined by my side, J.P. Flanagan, making sure the show will go on. And I appreciate you being here, J.P., because without you, we wouldn't be having this show and y'all would be stuck listening to more music. I know y'all love the KTSW music, but uh, glad to be back on here for the final time, Bobcat Radio. Yeah, I couldn't miss that last one. I know this is your last one, so hopefully finish strong. Last one of the semester as well, so I mean, I'm mean, i glad I'm here. So we just talked about the NHL playoffs. The Dallas Stars, they are 1-1 one one with the Seattle Kraken right now. A, uh, in the second round, they lost in overtime uh, in the first game as the Dallas Stars have come back and won the second game of the series. So one and one series right now. We move on to the Texas Stars in the AHL. They are 40, 29, and three on the season. That nine and three is overtime losses and shootout losses. They were first in the Central Division, which if you know AHL hockey, there are four divisions. They're a little bit kind of skewed and and the sides and stuff like that. There's one division. I think the Eastern division has like 15 teams. The central division only has like eight teams. It's kind of interesting how that works there, but the Texas stars, they did get a three Oh sweep of the rock Rockford ice hogs to begin the Calder cup playoffs. They're in the second round now of five rounds in the Calder club uh, playoffs. They're in the central division finals as they were first place. They should have their hands full though, with either playing the Milwaukee admirals or the Montana moose who are still in their best of five series. So these first couple rounds, best of five, and then they move to the best of seven. So, uh, Texas stars down there in Cedar park or up there in Cedar park going for another Calder cup championship i believe it would be their third in the past 10 years and uh, just a great job by the uh, dallas stars of of producing uh, great talent and getting them back up into the nhl who the dallas stars have been very competitive as of late in the stanley cup playoffs they were in the or in the finals uh, i think two years ago now um i think it was in the covid bubble when they went to the finals but they went pretty far last year and they're looking for another uh deep playoff push this year so but uh, just uh, wanted to give a shout out to the Texas hockey teams. There's only two of them in the state of Texas um, that are in the playoffs. So just wanted to give a little shout out to that. But we're going to move over back into Diamond Sports. We talked about t- Texas State softball and San Marcos High School baseball. But now we're going to move into Texas State baseball, who have a absolutely crucial series coming up this week or weekend. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll go through uh kind of what the baseball team has done so far in the season you know they're 30 30 and 16 on the season 12 9 and 0 in Sunbelt Conference and uh, the Sunbelt Conference standings I mean it is absolutely jam-packed I think the the number one team in the Sunbelt Conference is Coastal Carolina I mean I know that for a fact but uh, I believe they only have five losses so they sit up there pretty alone in the in the top of the conference but other than that I mean this second to like 10th is absolutely a log jam so coastal carolina 15 and 6 in in the east so they are atop of the conference right now southern miss right behind them 14 and 7 and then it goes georgia state 13 and 8 and then texas state 12 and 12 and 9 and then you look down app state 11 and 9 troy louisiana old dominion 
and Georgia State are all or and South Alabama are all 11 and 10. So just one game behind Texas State and App State there in the in the seating matters. And if you know anything about Sunbelt Conference baseball tournament, they only allow they don't allow the bottom four teams to go. And then the and then the top four teams get an automatic first round bye. And then the, the middle, all the like the middle teams from I think it's like five to ten, they have to they get a it's a single elimination game. They come in, they play one game. If they win, they're in. If they're out or if they lose, they're done. And then it moves into a double elimination tournament after that. And Texas State, they want to be in that top four spot right now. They sit pretty at number four, but they're wanting to win those games. And especially against a team who is right behind them in Georgia State, who they play this weekend at 11 to 10. They got to keep the wins away from them if they want that seating in Sunbelt Conference play and the Bobcats. They're looking for an NCAA tournament berth as well. They're right there right now. They were listed at the as the second team out in the NCAA tournament. And uh, the only way they can prevent themselves from not being that second team out when the conference tournament and you get an automatic bid or you push yourself, get 10 wins here in the last two weeks, which nearly impossible, but you give yourself 40 wins on the season. Nobody can doubt that you're a good team. They're going to put you in the playoffs no matter what. But at the end of the day, you got to handle Georgia State here first. Georgia State 24 and 22 on the season, 11 and 10 in Sunbelt Conference play. That series will start today. It'll go third Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So a great series coming up from Texas State and the Georgia State Panthers. Yeah, I mean, the last 10 games of the season and arguably the most exciting and the most crucial for this team. I mean, you mentioned it sitting at 12 and nine and, you know, right there in the middle of the pack in the Sunbelt Conference. But I mean, if you look at their overall record, the Texas State team is 30 and 16 and really no other team in the Sunbelt has gotten to that 30 win you know mark yet so really texas state at this point's got a you know win to represent the Sun Belt and in, in in this tournament and i did see that that post i mean they were in the first five out there and i mean that really means that they're, they're just on the brink of making it you know back to where they want to be and i think that it can happen because you know the rest of the uh, series that they have coming up they're all behind them in the sunbelt conference beat only like two or three games each of these teams but i mean if you could take advantage of these opportunities then you're going to be looking great heading into the postseason here i mean just as we've seen Coach Trout change the pitching lineup a lot, one thing that has stayed consistent and in going into this weekend is that Levi Wells is going to start, and that that's great to see because if you can start a you know a serious win with your best pitcher and really you know show get this team to you know, show show them what you're about, um, then you're looking in a great spot because you know Coach Trout has gone through a lot of changes in this pitching lineup, hitting lineup, but the one thing that seems to always stay consistent is that Levi Wells is going to start the weekend, and then that's great to see because consistency at this this stage of the season is something that every team's looking for. You know who's your your guys who's not your guys and that's important i think coach trout's able to you know spot that on the pitching end of things yeah and speaking of the pitching staff i mean look at last weekend's series we did go two and one you know you wanted to get that sweep but the only game that was lost was a two to one just absolutely pitching battle and unfortunate for tony roby to only have given up two runs and uh and 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 have to take the loss in that one especially looking at the game before and the bobcats uh in the game before and the game after scored i I think a combined of like 20 runs in those two games where they only could score one game one run in that third in that saturday game so it it just you know it's one of those things that if you know the pitching i think is there for the bobcats especially the starting pitching you got some depth nathan Madrano, he's been coming out of the bullpen and just absolutely tearing up batters 
Tristan doing Dixon. a great job. Yeah, Tristan Dixon as well. I mean, can't can't forget to mention. I mean, there's Peyton Zabel on the on the week or the midweeks, and that just holds um, everything like on the back end kind of in place because then you don't have to use so many guys as Peyton Zabel's running those six, like five, six, seven innings in those midweek games. So just I think the pitching is under control. It's just the consistency of bats when the bats are hot. They're extremely hot. They do a good job of swinging those bats, but on the other side of things, when they are not, they are definitely not. Only one run on Saturday against Old Dominion last weekend, but 20 runs in the in the caps on Friday and Sunday. So we'll see. Look for a little bit more consistency from Texas State this weekend as Georgia State comes to slam Marcus and uh, Georgia State, you know, done done well this season though yeah i mean i also forgot to mention texas state does hold one non-conference game left on the season and it's that tcu team in fort worth and you know they still have an impressive season of their own and 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 they're definitely you know looking at this texas state team for revenge yeah exactly because of that last game and it was arguably a very close one could have gone either way um so yeah i think that that'll be an exciting one going forward i'm not sure where it's being played if it's in san marcos or no it's in fort worth in fort worth yeah but um that'll be a good one last non-conference game and that'll be a crucial one kind of in the middle of the those series we have with the Sun Belt. So um, curious to see how they'll respond to that one, knowing that one of the best teams in the country, you know, is coming out for them. So Georgia State, they're six and four in their last 10, one and two in the last series at South Alabama, Texas State, same result when they went to Mobile and then at home swept Marshall. Texas State, same result. So very similar teams uh, as they kind of go into this series and into the final stretch uh, before the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. And then um, Georgia State, their midweek games at Georgia, they got a win against the SEC team and then a loss to Vanderbilt on Tuesday. So they're going to be looking to come back here tonight as a uh, 6 p.m. first pitch I'll be on the call for that one with Bill Colhane so be sure to t- tune into that one those will be my last three calls of the season I've got all three for the weekend it'll be Bill, Bill Colhane, Colhane on Friday Bill Shoning on Saturday and then Bill Colhane once more on Sunday so be sure to tune into those all on KTSW 89.9 uh, right here as you're listening to it right now but um, speaking of playoffs and things that are getting down to the wire the NBA playoffs are going on. We're in the division, the divisional semifinals, and uh, man, they've been fun so far. JP, what's your favorite series in uh, so far? I mean, we can talk about some of the first round series if you want, since we're only a couple games into the second round series. If you had one that was your favorite in those, um, but if you like these second round series better. Feel free to talk about it. Which one do you like the best? I mean, I'm going to talk about this second round series because, I mean, this is where you really start to kind of wade out those other teams that, you know, maybe they shouldn't have been there. Maybe they should not, you know. But, uh, yeah, I think I really like this Warriors-Lakers series. I think that's just, like, the most balanced one I've seemed to come by. I mean, I know the last game was kind of a, a blowout, but, I mean, that first game, I really felt the Lakers were in, you know, a dominant position there. So, I mean, if it really this game three is going to be very crucial because whoever comes out on top of this one, I'm going to say is in the driver's seat regardless. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it'll be very crucial this this next game because this will be the first game in LA too so I mean we were able to see LA sneak a game in Golden State so we'll be able to take both games in LA that'll be interesting going forward but another series of mine that I just had kind of I was kind of just on a on the fence about is that 76ers Celtics series because that would have been mine yeah yeah because I mean this is a series where I mean these are the two top teams in the east i really don't see any other you know no. team coming I mean, the close. bucks are gone yeah, so the bucks are gone the heat i mean they have their struggles and jimmy butler is kind of waiting out there i mean i'm still a jimmy butler fan i hope he comes back and you know is able to prove me wrong but i mean th- we could easily see how those are the two top teams and they're kind of waiting through their their you know issues right now 
now because the first game, the Celtics somehow lost without Joel Embiid. And then the second game with Joel Embiid, they were able to blow them out. So very interesting series there where really the game threes and both of those series I mentioned are going to be very crucial to kind of how we figure the rest of the series is going to go heading forward. Yeah, uh, You mentioned the top of the East, the Sixers and the Celtics. I mean, I don't, I don't think that it matters um, th- that it shows you how much it doesn't matter that one player is there or not. Both of these teams have the ability to beat one another on any day of the week. And it's just going to come down to the wire. I think this is going to be a seven game series and, and there's really nothing else you can say about that one. I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to come down to the absolute line and, and these two teams, man, it, it's, I just, I hope that they don't beat themselves up so much that when they get to the, to the Eastern conference finals, when they get to, I think, I mean, they'll probably either one of these teams, like I said, unless you beat each other up so bad that you have to struggle through the Eastern conference finals, they should be able to waltz through and get to the NBA finals. Um, they're pretty easily whoever comes out of the West. Cause you already know the West is going to be a gauntlet here. And then in, in these final two rounds. And um, so uh, it's just one of these teams needs to get out quickly. If they can get out before seven, that would be great. So they can have some rest. Cause I do think that this Knicks and heat series, especially with Jimmy Butler injured right now, could go the distance as well. So it's just, you know, it's, it's going to come down to who stays healthiest and, and, uh, in the East and, and that, and overall, and that's kind of how NBA playoffs work, but it's it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because in, in basketball, that's like really the most crucial thing. I mean, are your stars going to be there for the end of the, the year? And, you know, that's hard to do. I mean, you play 82 games in a season and then you got to go through a gauntlet in the playoffs. I mean, that's the most important thing. But I feel like I, I totally overlooked this because it's a 2-0 series. But I mean, in going into this series, everyone, you know, definitely had this one circled because of what had happened last year. But the Suns versus uh, Denver Nuggets, I mean, the... In my opinion, the MVP should have been Nikola Jokic. I think he just offers more for his team and he offers more for the the league and in terms of what style of basketball he plays. But I mean, he's got a 2-0 commanding lead over a team that everyone thought was going to be dominant heading into the postseason with Kevin Durant, you know, um, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, I know there's a lingering issue with Chris Paul right now, but the moment he came out of that game in game two, I mean, you really saw the, the Suns just lose it and they really didn't have any answers off the bench. And I mean, you can really see their struggles when when they don't have a ball dominant guard out there who's not named Devin Booker or Kevin Durant so this will that that's one of my favorite series I totally forgot to mention that one but I mean it I mean it'll be interesting seeing these next two games in Phoenix because I mean if you drop one of these games they'll be down 3-1 and then you're easily seeing Nikola Jokic potentially make his first Western Conference Finals and potentially his first finals which I'm all for the guy has won two MVPs and arguably should have won his third in a row and and the guys totally earned it I mean having to guide this team from you know the rough ends of where it was and now being a number one team in, in a full west I mean and also props to coach Malone who has just absolutely saved this franchise from the depths it was at and and it's really exciting to watch where this team can go yeah I was about to mention that series as well I mean if I told you you know the one in the four series was 2-0 in favor of the one most people wouldn't be surprised by that but the four seed you mentioned it. The Phoenix Suns have some of the best playmakers or or some of the best playmakers in the league. Kevin Durant just joined the team. I mean, you've got uh, you've got, you know, a, a couple of veterans, Chris Paul there as well. And then, I mean, you just you look at just how this team has been formed in the past 
couple of, or I guess month or two now, um, since, you know, that the big trades there at the end of the deadline and the Phoenix Suns really put themselves in a position to compete for a title, but, uh, going down 2-0 early, they're really going to have to get these games back, uh, here, uh, in Phoenix uh, for these next two games. But, um, I think that, you know, all four of these series absolute must watch. So, uh, be sure to tune into all of those. If you want some good basketball, even if you're not a basketball fan, it is coming down to the wire and it's going to be a great couple of next or a couple of weeks leading up to the uh, Eastern and Western Conference Finals as well as the NBA Finals. But that's about it for our time for the day. And I wanted to thank everybody for uh, my ride this past couple of years and uh, appreciate y'all listening in today if you are listening in. And uh, just thanks for everything. And uh, final final BCR ever for me, last one of the semester. And uh, hopefully everybody has a happy Cinco de Mayo. But um, before we get things going, uh, it is now time for the weather. All right, you guys. So the heat is back, and it looks like right now we're chilling at 83. And I could really feel it when I was out there, just walking up the walking up the stairs here. Um, but the high today is looking like 91, with about 50% pre- uh, precipitation chance. Right around three o'clock till about eight o'clock. So they're expecting us to get some rain, although very hot outside today. So um, yeah. This is weird weather heading into finals week. (laughs) I don't think the rain will affect the baseball series this weekend. Uh, Hopefully, you know, some of the lightning stays out of the area. But if it does start drizzling, we know they'll play through it. They did it a couple weekend or weeks ago against Prairie View. So we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, be sure to keep up with everything on Texas State and San Marcos related by following at KTSW Sports. We won't have BCR, so that's your place. If you want to know how the Texas State baseball team is doing, how the Rattlers baseball team is moving through playoffs, the softball team, how everybody keeps on keeping on for their hopes for uh well state national and uh all their accolades that they're looking for so be sure to keep up with everything on ktsw sports on twitter instagram and youtube for jp flanagan i'm kyle owen and thank you for listening to my final bobcat radio ever on this friday edition of cinco de mayo now let's get you back to the other side of radio